In the Pits is sponsored by Hustletown Paintball. Hustletown is a brand by Jason Tinsley of Houston that is all about representing Houston paintball and highlighting its local talent. Head to hustletownpaintball.net to browse their selection of casual wear and use code PIT10 for 10% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message get that underscore shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a get that shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everybody to episode 39 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Clint Riddle, artist for his page, Riddle's Art. Clint, how are you doing this evening? Doing great, man. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Uh, Name as big as yourself in the paintball community. Uh, Living right here in Texas. Uh, Huge honor. And it's awesome to get these different perspectives from uh, people doing really cool things in the scene. So for those listening that maybe don't know about you personally, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Oh, let's see. I got involved probably like 20 years ago. Um, And then there was a long gap. So 2000. 11 to like last year i kind of have fallen out of, of the playing scene but art picked up uh, i have to check but two or three years ago as far as really paintball focused artwork mm-hmm. yeah i i saw i uh, you know just did some scrolling back on your instagram and i think the first paintball art piece that i saw was like like four or five years ago it was it's been a little while wow. <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> so uh, uh and it's really it's cool to see that me. it's picked up yeah thanks man yeah i if, which do you remember what the first one was i think it was a sketch probably just it i want to say it was a sketch uh, i know that like the bronze uh statue oh, okay. was pretty early on as well yeah we'll get into that yeah that was i did a lot of stuff in college mm. So, yeah. Awesome. 
So as a player, uh, what teams have you played for over the years? So, oh gosh, uh, local, I did a lot of local teams. Uh, the first team was with like, my, my cousins and my brother and it was team, team fat ass, uh, <laughs> P-H-A-T. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was young. And then I played for a little bit. I didn't play any tournaments with them, but I practiced with them a lot out at Farmer's Branch Paintball, if anyone remembers that. But uh, it was the team Lawn Gnomes. So it was my brother, who he's he recurs in my paintball life a lot. And uh, it was my brother, two or three guys from like the Northwest. I don't know, like they got transplanted here, and then Mark Johnson. So uh, back in the early days, I think I was shooting like an Angel IR3, and he had mm. his silver SFT, but I could always rely on him to go do like one-on-ones or something. But let's see. So that's Lawn Gnomes. Uh, after that, it really picked up with uh, UNT. So uh, I'm like the... I want to say like the second generation of UNT mm-hmm. paintball. There was one before me, and uh, it was led by a guy named Jason Niehaus, who's a really big deal in Denton right now, but he's always been a big deal. He's a cool guy. And he just, uh, you know, I, I saw him at the, what would he usually do for for college? The, like, the meet and greet at orientation uh, or whatever. Yeah. So I saw him there, and... I kind of didn't really think anything of it. Like, oh, hey, paintball, that's cool. I've played a few tournaments. And then, uh, you know, I, I think I played rugby my first semester and was like, that's not for me. And then went to, I remembered paintball and I was like, yeah, let's do that. And so I, I tried out and you know, played with them for a long stint. I was a super senior, you might mm. say. So <laughs> I played uh, quite a few years with UNT. And got to meet a lot of great folks there. Then I played the same the last year, like my my senior year of college. I played UNT, and then I played PSP with a team called Goon Squad. Okay. And for your Texans out there, let's see, that was it was mostly UNT guys, but uh, the Myers brothers were on there. So. Um, <laughs> I feel bad. There's Nick Myers, and I can't remember the other guy's name because we had a nickname for him, and I never called him by his actual name, mm. so I feel bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nick Myers, I know, is still in the scene. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a great family, great experiences there, and that was, that was like the end of my competitive career, you might say, until recently. And uh, now I've been playing with uh, so just some buddies called NTX Fog. So it's a bunch of the UNT alumni just getting together, hanging out. And you know, I'm at the age now, like, I don't want to go out and play with a bunch of dudes that I'm just going to argue with mm. and don't get along with. So now it's like, we go out, we have a good time. We still remember how to be competitive and all of that, but we don't lose our cool over stuff. So yeah. right. that's where I'm at now. Cool. Well, I love that. Uh... You know, NCPA kind of, you know, get, got you more into the competition for a couple of years. Love the NCPA. Uh, I know that it's coming back 
Uh, there's an event coming up in May. Uh, wish that I could play it, but it's like right in the middle of, I, I think it's like the week or two before bunker, the second bunker fest event or something like that. Uh, oh. so yeah, gotta... it, it's right in the middle of busy season for the tournaments. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so your uh, team, NTX, Fog, are y'all going to be doing any events here coming up? Yeah, I think we've uh, committed to most of BunkerFest. I don't know that we'll make the Denver one, but all the other ones will be there a week and a half from now. Uh, D5, five-man, just having fun. I'm pretty excited about that. That's cool. Like, we got one of the guys is flying in from... One of the Carolinas, I can't remember which one, but you know, it's cool to like. I don't know. I, I really hope this new collegiate league takes off because there's something special about college paintball. Like, you, you don't really get to pick your teammates, and mm-hmm. something about that really uh, makes those relationships more genuine. I, I, I don't know about that's not fair to say, but I, I I still talk to a lot of the guys. We'll we'll meet up in Discord. Know, during COVID, we would have Friday night shenanigans, and everyone would get on there and hang out. So, hopefully, that takes off. Yeah, but hope yeah, so. Sorry. Yeah, it's a we're, we're committed. <laughs> cool. So uh, we'll see you there. Bunkerfest should be a very good atmosphere. I know. I I certainly enjoyed the first two. Um, Denver's going to be a seven man though. That's going to be a completely different animal. Yeah, and it's not going to be in Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's another. Very you know, true. Summer's summer's hard for a lot of us old folks. We got being another dude have kids and everyone's got like other responsibilities, so it's kind of at that age where it's like, eh, right. Not so much that. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh tell us about how you first got into playing paintball. Oh, that's a fun one. Uh I was a skater kid growing up, you know, inline right. skates, aggressive skates, doing all that and we all, you know, something about that thrill kind of connected and also the individuality of that, which you know, we could talk about that. that. That's kind of been lost, I think, in paintball. But uh, we, we uh, my skate buddies and I went and go, went to go play to, what was it called then? I think it was just like Mid-Cities Paintball, uh, which occurred, which came back into my life when I was in college, but, Anyways, uh, we went and played at NCBA paint, or gosh, at Mid Cities Paintball. It was me, another friend uh, named BJ, and then another guy named Colby Spencer, which is another Texas name that all you guys should know. Uh, but we went and played and just had a blast. I remember <laughs> first time I got shot, it was like my first first match, first point, whatever you want to call it, down the woods. I had my hand over the bunker and my gun resting on it, and I got shot right between the fingers. Mm. Knocked down real quick and like wiped it off. And the ref came and checked me and was like, "No, you're good." And I guess that that should have been my sign that it was going to be a tournament paintball. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was middle school, and you know, uh, it just paintball's expensive, and so. I didn't. I didn't stick with it. My buddies did. Colby Spencer did very much so. Uh, he went on to go play for Texas Storm, uh, and I believe I can't remember what event it was. They he was part of the team when they won one of the MPPLs, mm-hmm. like old Texas Storm. Not not in the woods, Texas Storm, but 
Intimidators, Texas Storm. Um. Uh, so he he's, he's a big deal. Uh, he's a cool guy. So let's see. Eventually, my brother he he kept getting me back into it. He's I think he's gotten me like three or four markers. Uh, just over the time, and uh, you know, I kind of just followed suit. He's my older brother, so anything he did, I wanted to do it and better. So, uh, he even played. He played for. He went to Texas State, so he played for them while I was playing for UNT, uh, and that was fun. But, yeah, and so uh, during so back to the NCPA, like we, you know. We're looking for any way to save money in this one field run by Mark Davis and Ben Rushing. Uh, these guys worked a deal out with us because I think one of them was a UNT alumni, hmm. but it, the field was called Extrenaline Zone, and uh, it was just a had potential to be an amazing field. It was a really cool, like one of the only tournament fields around at the time, at it, least in DFW, and they, they hosted the Nationals two years in a row for NCPA. Oh, wow. So that was kind of like like solidified. I built a lot of relationships there, and one day we were, as a team, we would go and help out the field at, in order to like not have to pay entry. Hmm. And one day the guy was like, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And so I ended up being a... a I don't know if it's technically this, but I was kind of like a field manager for them. Like I, I, I answered questions for them. <laughs> I don't right. Know. But uh, that was a great field, man. That was where I saw my first pro scrimmage. So that was really cool. So a little history on the field. Uh, Dusty and Devin O'Dell, their dad, uh, like was the main, like him and Mark Davis starting that field together. And sadly, mm. uh, Dusty and Devin's dad passed away. But it was all intended to be a tournament field for Dusty, not for them, but like, I, yeah, sure, whatever, right. for them. So, uh, uh, yeah, so every now and then, like, Dusty would show up all the time to, like, just sort of tune his guns and work on stuff. And uh, they scheduled a scrimmage with Chicago Aftershock and them. And I want to say Infamous was there, too. But I don't know if you remember the Cohen brothers. Oh, yeah. Like Brett, and I can't remember the other one's name. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, but either. one of them, one of them had the nastiest like Dorito run through that I'd ever seen. Like, I I don't even know how to explain the like shifting of everything he did. He shot three dudes, and I was like, mm-hmm. "So that's pro paintball, okay?" Like, wow. Um, but yeah, so I, I got to meet lots of great folks. Justice League used to practice out of there, so that's where kind of where I built my relationship with Shorty. Mm. Uh, and you know it, it's it's happenstance. We're not like friends, but he would recognize me. I'd recognize him, type thing. But our our crowd used to run together. But yeah, man. Uh, I spent honestly like, probably three years working there, and Ooh. that was man. That was the dream. Just so many great moments. Like my favorite times there were when I'd have to go mow everything. They had this big, like, riding lawnmower, and I'd have to mow everything. But, like, just sort of this, like, whole, like, almost, like, existential, like, I'm working at a paintball field. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. I'm getting paid to do this. This is nuts. And, you know, 
Big, big shout out to, to Mark Davis and Ben Rushing on that. They really are the ones that hired me. So. For sure. Sorry. Yeah, uh, no, you're good. <laughs> I think that's most of it. Now, uh, you know, I have to play a few Mech X-Ball events out at PD Fit. Mm-hmm. Those are... Those are Paintball's been missing that. That's something that's incredible. Talk about like building a community. Like you are immediately on a team, like with a bunch of people that you potentially don't know. Like maybe you have a buddy with you, but automatically you're like, all right, I got to get to know this guy so that we win because we all, that's what we want. Everyone's happier when they win. And dude, I, I, I've heard you haven't made it out to one of those yet. I, I have strongly, not. I strongly encourage you to do it. That is like just, and, and I don't know if you ever got to play like old X ball where you get to coach that there's, yeah, you love and hate it. Like the coaching aspect is cool for the spectators, but I don't know. It's, it's so much fun, man. You like, you got to make one this summer. Oh, yeah. You got to make one for sure. Yeah. Maybe I've been, I've been meaning it's to come hot up as balls out there. So maybe, not <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, We'll see when, but uh, I'm definitely yeah. meaning to come up for one of those. Those sound like a ton of fun. I mean, uh, yeah, for the sideline coaching stuff, I was around. I okay. like tail Sweet. end of when coaching was there and then it went away. Same with like right around when 12-2 became 10-5. So yeah. I've been I've been around for a little bit. It's just eight years is nothing compared to a bunch of the other stories that I've heard, uh, especially yeah. not the Odell brothers. But um, Dude, I got yeah. some stories about Dusty. Like he was the main one that hung out. I'd see him on campus every now and then, and I'm mm. such a fanboy. Like <laughs> I, I'd be with my buddies, and I'm like, guys, 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 Dusty Odell. Like he's he's like paintball royalty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's awesome, man. He was he was super cool. We would he'd come out and do like some drills, and I remember vividly there were like four of us out there, and he was like, hey, y'all want to like just be runners for me? And we're like, yeah, like that'd be awesome. And so we were, the four of us were shooting back. This is how, mm-hmm. how bad we were. <laughs> the four of us were shooting back and running. And uh, uh, he's just working on his laning drills. And, like, he shot all of us, like, every single time. And I was just like, what? Like, how do you, mm-hmm. you're magical. And, like, another one, he would come out and just play. He'd grab one of the piranhas off the rack and just, just play. And I remember him in like a corner and shooting back at, at home or uh, back center and just nailing this kid's hopper with a piranha. I was like, hmm. this isn't right, man. Like you're not, that's, that shouldn't be allowed. How'd you do hmm. that? <laughs> so, yeah, pros man. or something else. For sure. Uh, they, I mean, there's a reason that they're pro, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, especially those names. I mean, those guys weren't just any pros. Like those, those guys were like known for, uh, being very successful at their level. So, yeah. so yeah, you've been out at this for quite a while now and you've definitely dropped some legendary names. Um, so this next question, which is brought to us by Hustletown Paintball at hustletownpaintball.net use code pit 10 for 10% off of your order. So with all the time that you've been around in and out and all that. So what are some things that you've noticed that have changed in the Texas scene, either for better or for worse? Um, I think the change immediately i think like like you man like you're doing this amazing thing right like showing the world about our culture 
and uh, that's it's nuts. Like, and that we can all be connected so easily now. Mm-hmm. Um, like our only connection back then was PD Nation. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for me, I know some folks played uh, whatever the digital digital paintball or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, like, um, that's a huge thing. Like to be able to just like. Paintball, the one of the beauties is like it's, it's always been uh pros have always been accessible, but now it's like just send a message like hey man, good job the other day, or you know, mm. like whatever like that's that's nuts too. So yeah, I uh that's one thing I think like we went out last weekend to practice at Fit during an NXL weekend. Which, to me, I feel like everyone would be focused on that, right? You know, but like we went out and I don't, I think we played like six points before we played the same line again, as far as like other people. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Like you don't like I don't remember going anywhere and practicing and not playing some weird, like, like group of. Like other players, you know, like walk-ons, I guess. Like we went there and we played tournament walk-ons. That's cool. I I don't know when that came into play. Like I know X Factor Paintball Park is is a, a huge staple. I haven't made yeah. it out there yet, but like you know, it's it's grown so much, especially in Texas. And the only pro team when I was playing was in Texas was X Factor. I remember correctly and uh now we got like four teams <laughs> yeah something like that i mean you got you got x factor you got Austin notorious you got heat which you can say whether or not yeah there are a few the texas born players there and then yeah. of course you got diesel so which is kind of the same situation now but you I know mean, but how many, a good number of those players are texas i mean it's just what how many Four or five. The X Factor are Texas. Most of them. Uh, the ones that aren't are uh, Billy, Cody Mikowski, Tom Guest. I think that's it. I think it's just those three. Okay. Where's the. Oh, who'd they pick up? Oh, sorry. Cody Mikowski sorry, was their most recent one. No, uh, no, no, last year with the P, oh, the Snake Player. Oh, my um, gosh. Snake Players they picked Parrish. up? Parrish. Oh, LJ Parrish. Yeah, he's in. He's also not Texas, but so I'd say probably like two thirds of the roster, but, which is yeah. still pretty good. I so don't know. Yeah. If they're repping the name, then cool. <laughs> like I'll, mm-hmm. it's Texas team to me. For sure. Uh, yeah. And on yeah. your point of like these guys becoming so much more accessible, um, it, and part of that's like the migration that the paintball community in general has had from, PB nation to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all these other like social media platforms. Um, I mean just the huge number of connections that a lot of people are making. And then also the increased visibility because it's not just like, Hey, you have to go to PB nation, which is a very specific paintball forum. It's like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of this stuff where the general public has much more, like much more likely to, see some of the things that we're doing which i think is awesome and yeah with the with the pros being more 
accessible. I mean, those guys are very, very nice and approachable. And like, if you just want to say like, Hey, I'm a big fan or even asking them questions on things. Um, I don't know of a single pro that would just brush you off or turn you down or anything like that. They're all super awesome. Uh, cause yeah. they're, they, I think a lot of them remember when like kind of when they were in our shoes. Yeah. Well, and even like, think about like dynasty is still dynasty mm-hmm. and they're playing them. Like think about like these pros, they're not too far removed from like, Oh my gosh, that dude's poster was on my wall or whatever, you know, like, so I, I think you're right. Yeah. They still remember that. And it's a really great point for sure. So, uh, kind of getting into your current involvement with the scene, uh, as now, anyway, you're most known in the paintball community for your artwork, uh, which are depicting great players, great moments in the tournament scene, uh, such as, you know, you got Tim Montressor in, in the background of your shot right there. Uh, that's, that's one of the, one of my favorite that you've done. Uh, so I know you're also a high school art teacher and I think that's really cool that you're able to like bring those two passions together in your riddles art, uh, content, at least for the paintball focused stuff. So tell us about what brought you to begin doing artwork for like paintball moments and players. Yeah. Um, so in college I would, you know, I was playing in college, so it was, I had the bug out was thinking about it all the time i i did some design classes for a stint as interior design and and would be sketching like paintball jersey designs or whatever mm. and you know that's why i didn't do that great at interior design <laughs> uh but yeah I, I would work it into a lot of my like artwork as far as i did a few paintings of paintball in college and then that bronze sculpture was during my sculpture class. So when you're when you're going for art education, you have to take just all of the the different medias. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, "Do a bronze cast," and I was like, "Yeah, okay." Like, so you know, you sculpt it out of wax, and it's called the lost wax method. But you sculpt it, out, sculpt your your art out of wax, and then you cover it in this can't remember what it's called but this weird plaster stuff that hardens and you melt all the wax out and pour the bronze in and voila so uh that was the start of it and kind of got into like the fine art mentality like i don't know how i don't know how paintball this thing that's just fun for me like i don't know how to put that into a fine art mindset so there was again sort of like a gap and just did some sketches. I, I started a series where I was just sketching uh, paintball markers that I'd had over time. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, I did one of uh, Shorty, which is probably my, maybe my favorite. I don't want to mm-hmm. offend anyone. But mm-hmm. I think that one was, that was, that was a fun one. Was, is that the uh, load when you can one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one... It took a long time, but it was like it was so cool, and it was cool like uh, to have people like ask to buy it. I was like, oh, okay. Like I've sold art before, and I, I, I don't just do paintball stuff, but now I'm, I'm, it's, it's mostly what I do. 
and to have someone like want to buy a paintball thing it was really validating and like oh maybe maybe i could do this and and i enjoy this a lot i like painting but making paintball stuff i really like so um yeah that's kind of like how it how i got into this and then you know like a lot of folks covid that's when I, I think I got COVID on Christmas a couple of years ago. So I was kind of like quarantined and I've got four kids. So usually I'm mm. hanging out with my wife, hanging out with my kids and, and doing all that stuff. But when I'm like quarantined, it's like, well, I guess I can focus on this stuff. And so that was the first like poster design that I did uh, was during quarantine. And then actually both of these were ones that I finished during quarantine. Gotcha. And as an art teacher, you know, I'm always trying to, like, I don't know if they say this in music, but, like, with art, they say art teachers are, are a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And it's kind of, mm. sadly, it's kind of true, but, you know, I'm stubborn, and I'm like, well, I want to be a master of all of them. Mm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on all of them as much as I can. And so, you know, uh, it's kind of why there's a lot of diversity in, in that and mm. it's kind of yeah you know, sometimes you get bored with one aspect and you want to go to something else so there's always uh lots of things going on yeah i mean as part. an elementary music teacher uh specifically that there's definitely kind of a similar thing but it's, it's not like jack of all trades master of none it's more like you are the kind of gateway to this to music or in your case to art for these students and so it's your duty or responsibility to show them all these different cultures styles instruments um i love that man I'm so stealing that that's yeah great. gateway for yeah that's a much better uh perspective i like that for sure and for anybody who has not seen your uh your load when you can artwork i've got uh the the zine that you sent me so this is what it looks like and yeah this is definitely a absolutely killer piece that you've done so well done for that um so yeah so you you also mentioned that paintball is not the only stuff that you post uh for example, more recently for Black History Month, you've posted like artists we should know. Uh, you've also posted other creations through lots of different mediums, like uh, painting, sketches, things like that. So, would you say you have a specific focus or an objective or a goal for the type of content that you're posting, or are all of these things just what you enjoy? Uh, I enjoy a lot of yeah, definitely. Like, I don't ever want to be disingenuous in what I'm posting. Like, I want it to be things that I care about. It's, it's, it's pretty curated, what I, what I throw out there as far as, like, yeah, just as what, whatever I put out there. I want to be genuine, and, I, you know, paintball is a huge part of it. But the, every now and then, like, sometimes I want to draw a cow skull. <laughs> or, you know, like I have, or, or whatever. Like, uh, you know always practice with everything like anytime you're making art it's contributing to like your your rolodex of talents or skills that you can build towards just you as an artist as a whole um artists you should know i yeah you know i'm a teacher like that kind of 
feel like everyone should know these people. They're they're amazing artists, and we need to talk about them. And there's a huge deficiency in it's 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 getting much better, but it's not there yet as mm-hmm. far as as recognizing black artists um, and uh, specifically uh, female black artists. Like I remember vividly one time in college, our our drawing professor just threw out a question at the end of class and was like, hey, everyone, we're going to go in a circle and everyone's going to say their favorite female artist. And the, a very famous female artist is Georgia O'Keeffe, and she's great, but a lot of people, that was the only artist we knew because that mm-hmm. was all that got taught in high school, maybe. And so that, that stuck with me. I was like, all right, I need to make sure we're all doing that. And I have a lot of great coworkers who uh, make sure to expose me to all sorts of they're great artists so uh yeah man as far as content just you know i definitely like want to be paintball focused uh and i i'm trying real hard to figure out how to squeeze paintball art into the fine art realm Mm -hmm. and and it was a very niche area but it's still like it's what i was trained in and it's, it's what I intend to make, and um, we'll see. We'll see yeah, happens. yeah. I mean, it's I definitely could not name anybody else that's doing what you do. Uh, it's very unique. I mean, uh, so much so that you've definitely like made a huge name for yourself, at least in the in the larger paintball community. Uh, evidenced by you know the iconic awards that you were uh nominated for which we'll we'll talk about that in here in a little bit uh but this next question is brought to us by paintball kumite message at paintball kumite on instagram to sign up for a class and mention the show for a free one hour session so uh, out of all of the different uh pieces creations that you do are there any artists out there whose style you try to emulate oh okay uh yeah uh holt's like like my patron uh, colt roberts is great uh so he he commissions me to do a lot of things so much love colt thank you um artists that i emulate try to emulate try keyword mm. right there is try to emulate um let's see you know i've tried as far so there's a guy named mads berg who's a designer and he, I, I taught, took one of his like online classes because I was like, this, this is cool. I want to do this. And it was the, the Art Deco style. So I've, I've leaned on him a lot and uh, really pulled from him. And Art Deco in general, I've, I've, I pull a lot of references from that to, to work on, especially those posters. Um, you know, illustrators like Norman Rockwell, someone a lot of people might know. He's in- incredible, and how he can tell a story and and pack a whole bunch into one image. I really mm-hmm. appreciate uh, Kadir Nelson, who's one of the artists I mentioned, but he's another il- illustrator who his ability to make people look monumental and heroic in a normal scene like that is something that. I strive for in in a lot of paintings and I don't know how he does it. Like he's, he's incredible. Uh, 
Sorry, my wife. Hey, is you're good. Me. She said, <laughs> she said I, I think you really emulate Andy Warhol, and I don't. <laughs> but, uh, there's current artists and designers that that I am inspired by. Mm. Uh, the big one is Aaron Draplin, who's like this huge teddy bear of a human that does these amazing designs, and he got to start in like snowboard uh, design, snowboard okay. culture, I guess. Uh, so, and then there's a guy, I don't know his actual name, but his Instagram name is this is blaze. And he does these bright, vibrant, really cool designs. Uh, Oh, uh, Oh, I'm going to forget his name. Eden is his last name. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. I feel like a jerk. But this guy does amazing designs, so I want everyone to go look at his stuff. Him and his brother both make art, but sorry, let me find it. Tristan Eaton, sorry. Tristan Eaton does amazing designs where he's just, like, collaging all these different things together, mm-hmm. and then he, like, spray paints it. And I don't know if anyone's ever, like, actually tried to spray paint realistically, like... Tagging is one thing, or or letters like it's hard, but it's not like when you're trying to paint representationally with spray paint like that is. Oh man, yeah, I'm looking at some level. of his stuff right now. That is, he's he's cool. He did the Super Bowl tickets not too long ago, mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of he's done a lot of things that are like next level. And then you know Shepard Fairey, like he's a big deal. Um, he, that's Obey, sorry. Uh, if you guys know Obey Giant, uh, that's he's that artist. And there's so many, man. I, I don't know how to wrap it all into like like one mm. cohesive answer. But like, and I'm pulling inspiration all the time. There's a uh, like so many, like especially with internet, you can oh, yeah. find so many amazing artists. And Instagram's a great source for that. Absolutely. I mean look at all of i mean all of those people you can just you can look up right now and you'll have access to just so many things and uh yeah it's that's awesome that you're just you're able to draw on so many different sources of inspiration styles uh yeah. mediums oh i'm sorry i gotta mention one andy howell is like I'm- a skateboard designer that like he in college i discovered him and was like i i want to be this guy like and he's kind of more established now, and his his Instagram account isn't a whole bunch of his art, but mm-hmm. it, it is a it is a that that was my first like I think I want to be one of these guys like <laughs> I want to be a designer I want to be an artist <laughs> so Ooh. yeah sorry man I cut you off no you're good you're good it's uh, really cool to learn about uh, this whole world that I'm sure that many people including myself aren't very knowledgeable in uh i mean we're just seeing really some things from from yourself that are really like kind of our our whole idea of this this different medium and what's what's possible and it's really awesome to uh be able to you know get so many different people that now now we're learning about so all of these different pieces that you've 
done personally uh, come through a lot of different mediums. So you've done like paintings, charcoal, watercolor, drawings, uh, a lot of digital art. You even did that bronze uh, sculpture. So tell us about the different techniques and the different mediums you use and which ones are your favorite. Um, you know, it's like, think about like paintball. Like if you're going to go play a pump event, you're going to feel mm. like a weirdo if you show up with a, a, a laser gun, you know, or what do they call them? Space guns. <laughs> Space guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love charcoal. That was like, there's a connection with me because my first big like recognition in art school was with charcoal. And like when the professors were like, like more than one professor was talking about it, I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool. Uh, must have done something right." And uh, so I, I like it all. I think it's more about the final image, really. That's like what draws me to it, or or catering towards it. Sometimes I get commissions, and it's like, "There's n- I can't afford to get that done before." this before mm. before this date or or like none of this is going to dry before due date so i'll go digital or um and I, I enjoy digital a lot but honestly the those posters that stuff takes that process is a lot of research you know to make mm. another paintball analogy it's like i'm doing a lot of upfront research trying to find the image trying to, that best suits the player trying researching the player and their personality to make sure i'm representing them well and you know the company well so you know i relate that to like walking a field you know you can walk a field for five minutes and get blown out of the water every point or you spend you know get be the first to the field to walk it and make sure you know all the shots all that and then then you go play so it's like there's a whole bunch of me figuring out what's best for the final product. Then I finally get into the final product. So that's a process for those uh, posters for like Iconic or, or Hormesis. Um, let's see. These, like the paintings, yeah, still pulling a lot of references. And I feel a little more confident in that. I've been doing that longer. So I'm... I'm a little bit more proficient with those. Uh, yeah. Any other process, any like specific processes you want to know? Yeah. Um, so as far as the, the final images that you're creating, are you pulling up, like, let's say a picture of someone playing like Ryan Greenspan or Billy Benarcia? Are you pulling up a picture of them that you're, um, recreating through these different, uh, media, like, forms or are you like doing do you have anything where you're just generally looking at this person and then maybe doing a unique pose of them yeah uh both so like this one behind me tim was a like a compilation of a bunch of different photos so like even like i think he's wearing like v forces and then the 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 photo of him is and then the jersey he's wearing it was like i want this jersey i want this photo like i like the the angle and the lighting in this photo for his face and then the mask and so mm-hmm. i'll i'll you know i'm i teach digital media so i'm working in all the adobe programs all the time 
And so I, you know, jumped into Photoshop and, and composited all those photos together to do that. Uh, this one back here is a still life. So that was another COVID thing. I set up a, a whole still life and lit it everything and, and just worked from observation. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I leaned pretty hard on a lot of our media guys. Like I still try to make the photos mine. Like I want to make sure I'm not just straight up stealing. Uh, and, you know, I've even asked a lot of folks like uh, verbal. I, he had a sweet shot of um, Hinman. And I, I was like, I want to paint that. That's cool. And so I just, just painted, worked right from that photo. And, uh, and, and then I wanted to pick another photo, uh, several other of his photos. And I was like, hey, can I just give you this painting and mm -hmm. work from some of your photos? And he's such a cool dude. He's like, oh, yeah. he's like yeah, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, shout out to Brian. Yeah. Uh, cool guy for sure. Uh, and he's... Uh, absolute juggernaut in what he does yeah he is and and the nicest guy like i don't, I don't know how people are like just so nice to strangers i woke mm. i like walked up to him at uh one of the mech events I was like hey man you don't know me <laughs> but uh i told you i'd give you this painting a while ago here you go and he's like oh like i don't even know if he remembered that but he mm. was the nicest guy and and again like how, like attainable I just reached out through Instagram to talk to him, and he's cool too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, with all of the different creations that you have, like for example, like the iconic award posters that you did, were those all based off? Were those all? I'm assuming also based off of different photos, or were you pulling kind of unique poses for each of those? Oh, okay. So, like, yeah, several of those inspiration was pulled from other posters or mm. comic book covers, uh, like uh, the Rocketeer. Love that dude. Like, uh, I leaned on him. So the Icon of the Year award for Marcelo two mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, he, uh, yeah, that was like a, a Rocketeer inspired image um and then there's a lot of art deco ones where i i look at the composition and i'm like this this fits this certain like aspect or like how do i fit certain you know chris Shear, i really liked his poster um mm. the way that turned out because i i saw this composition where i could fit a dorito in and it kind of made sense and this uh, these other like design elements that made sense um, yeah, I pulled, uh, let's see, who else was it? There was another Marcelo, which I loved. That was, I liked that more than, I liked his defensive poster mm -hmm. more than his, uh, iconic one. And then who else? Billy. That was actually, so the inspiration for that was from a, oh, it was a movie poster. Uh, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like a scary movie where like, it was a shining. That's what it was. <laughs> the door opening and then mm. that light coming out. And I was like, that's dope. I'm, I'm using that. So, you know, I pick and pull from all sorts of stuff. Who else? I'm missing someone. Oh, 
uh, and the Yarber poster was, there were some elements of that that I pulled from, like, Art Deco and uh, the Great Gatsby movie posters. There, I was like, yeah, and that that's cool. So, it, it again, uh, I mean, The Shining was kind of like serendipitous in a way. Like, mm. I can't imagine playing against Billy. Like, could you? Like, that would be yeah. terrifying. Like, and that dude just coming down, like, and destroying you. Like, he's next level. I think sure. about him as a snake player, like, you know, I think I was listening to uh, PTG guys talk to Alex about being like a designated snake player, and mm. I was like, he's pretty, they were talking about being like a, a universal player, and I was like, yeah, but like, I wouldn't you want Billy in the snake, like, he's the best, uh, mm. <laughs> like, he is, he's so good, like, you just don't question, like, yeah, he's gonna go there, and like, Sorry, I'm going off. No, you good. He's a really good snake player. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, there's a reason why he is now an iconic award player uh, for mm-hmm. what he does. Uh, and it is definitely awesome to get to watch whenever X Factor comes down for a scrimmage. Um, that guy's insane. So, yeah. Uh, the, so, whole team. Uh, real quick for anybody that's here in the chat, if you have something that you want to ask Clint, go ahead and get your questions in the chat and we'll uh, get to them toward the end. So uh, in addition to all of like the physical pieces you do, uh, you've done a lot of digital NFTs of some of your pieces, such as your uh, St. Thomas Kim and your uh, Bob Ross, Todd Martinez, uh, Joy of Paintball. <laughs> so yeah. uh, what is the process as far as... Um, turning those digital creations into NFTs, what does that look like? Uh, and has this been like another way for you to market yourself or uh, market your work? Like, has that been successful for you? Uh, you know, what, how do you define success? Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> financially? No, not at all. Uh, but you know, um, it's kind of cool. Like I said, I'm a fanboy, So like, Making that poster or that that design of the Joy of Paintball mm. uh, was was huge for me. Like um, Todd Adamson, Adamson, Todd Martinez, uh, had commented on it. I was like, "Hey, it's cool." Like, reached out and I'm like, "Dude, when would I ever like have this 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 interaction with with Todd Martinez? Never." Mm. And like, he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, but Thomas Kim, that was. That was cool because I, you know, initially I wanted to do sort of like a, a YouTube channel where I like discuss these players and tell the world about them and sort of their story. And I sent him some questions and, and kind of got to know him. But like, you know, we made a connection through like him doing stained glass, uh, which he's an incredible stained glass artist. Like mm. that stuff is next level he did the sweet one of like i want to say it was like a, a gt like an old old gt at sunset and you guys gotta check his stuff out it, but um yeah getting to like kind of know him kind of know him and make that stuff that was cool and it was i believe his you can check me on this go check the metadata but i'm pretty sure his was the first professional uh nft that went out I know Rye Guy uh, sold some, but mm. I think 
I think mine was posted before him. Uh, anyway, it's not that big a deal. He's yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, those are I. You know, I just kind of like the real draw for NFTs for me is the smart contract, which is like I don't want to go into the weeds with this, but it's just you know in the art world, provenance is is a big deal. Once you get you know fifty, sixty years down the road, is being able to trace the artwork and where it's mm. been. And I just kind of got like a, a cool like long term uh, image of that with these smart contracts, and it was like you know kids will be able to trace this and be like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Or like someone down the down the line will be able to trace it. And there's other things about it that are cool, but I've not sold like the Thomas Kim. The, the initial idea was that it would, I would make sort of like these digital trading cards. And it just, you know, uh, paintball trading cards is doing great things. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, there's no way I can, like, produce as quickly as they do. Like, <laughs> they're right. cranking these things out. And so it, it sort of shifted over to like a fine art thing. Um, and I think rightfully so. Like, that, I love that thomas kim thing like uh saint tom mm. uh because he man what a i hope he comes back soon like that i'm i'm bummed that he he's taken a i hope it's just a hiatus i hope he comes back like that dude he went out with a bang like he was yeah he should have like gotten mvp i think at world cup like he saved them so many times and mm. had so many amazing moves so yeah, he uh, uh, he definitely has plenty boy, so. plenty left in the tank for sure. Yeah, I'm hoping he comes back. If you're out there, man, we miss you. So please, please sure. come back. Awesome. So uh, with everything that you've done, um, either playing, creating digitally, uh, physical uh, art, uh, what has been your favorite moment in your career so far? Ooh, um, hmm. that's sort of like like threefold, I guess. I, I, I if you want to separate it into different categories, go right ahead. Yeah, I'll do. So I'll do this as a father and a husband. Like the coolest part has been being able to introduce my kids to paintball mm. and just get to get some stories from that. I, I in the zine, I tell a story of my oldest son Tuck playing and sort of talking to him through all those like first time jitters. And then recently my wife and my daughter went and played with us and dude, that was I don't know, something so cool. My daughter, she's a daddy's girl. She was like, I love this. And you know, like she got shot one time, like probably in the legs, which is like, she, we're playing six, uh, 68 caliber. So she's 11 and just, Oh, well, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's tough. Like, yeah, she is. She's she's awesome, and my wife's tough too. She took a shot to the the hand and was like, "Yeah, it wasn't that bad." And so you know, those are great moments, and like just being able to share something that you love with your family is don't forget that. That's a really cool thing. Um, as an artist, just this whole experience, like the fact that like anybody cares about it is cool like um i love this i make it because i enjoy it 
and I hope other people do, but it's not like if they don't in the end, then it's like, I still, I'm proud of what I made. I tell my students all mm -hmm. the time, like, just make something you're proud of. Like, that's what, like what we're here for. Like, yeah, you're going to fail, but like, fail in the right direction and, and learn something from that and, and be proud of the effort you put into it. And uh, that's with my art pieces. I, I'm, you know, not to sound vain, but I'm, I'm proud of it. And it's really, really cool that anybody else gives a damn about it. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, then as a player, going back to, so uh, my last year with NTX, uh, with uh, UNT, uh, was we were at Nationals in Florida, and we were playing, I guess it was Nebraska, but that was mm -hmm. when the vicious... Ah, uh, like yes. Several, several yes, Vicious was over at UNO. Yep. Yeah, which was, was we, we, we were, you know, we were in college and, and angsty and like, oh, can you believe this? What? Mm. And, you know, I made the connection, like, just sort of thinking about this earlier. Like, I remember playing Dusty O'Dell and getting obliterated one on four. And then we go to play these dudes, and several of them are pro players pro players and i don't know if anyone else wasn't or whatever but like they play on the same pro team it wasn't just like mm -hmm. like a, a throw together team and and we beat them it was a best of three thing and we beat them and what was this the brother or the the what was his name portal portal i can't remember but i don't know i remember us like I just thought, I thought we made it like, oh my gosh, we just shot these dudes like, and we adjusted mm -hmm. our plan accordingly. And like, we made these adjustments, we scouted them and we're like, okay, we're going to, they're probably going to do this next time. So we need to adjust our lanes or whatever. And it worked. And it was like, that was such a cool moment to be like, yeah, like we beat these pros. Like I'm yeah, sure man. if we played X ball, like they would <laughs> just wipe the, like just totally destroy us. So yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why college best two out of three is uh, an awesome format. Just anything can happen any given Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, dude, we gotta talk about NCPA some more. I, oh, for sure. There's so uh, much. The <laughs> real quick, speaking of NCPA, you got uh, uh, you got Jonathan Tarum in the chat saying, "Hey, I know that NT. guy and NTX." <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's one of the guys. All right, and then yeah, we, uh, so that's a fun story. We we went by NTX for like three years mm -hmm. because the school wouldn't acknowledge it. They didn't want to acknowledge right. us. And then we finally like we're like, "Hey, no, here's our rank." Like. You're you're sponsor you're you're acknowledging all these other teams that suck. Like uh what's the deal there? And finally they were like, Okay, you can use NT and it mm -hmm. kinda had a sour taste, so we yeah. still went by NTX and yeah. Yeah, I know exactly Sorry, what that's, that's like. That's like. Uh we had we had yeah. kind of similar uh restrictions. Like uh the University of Texas is very peculiar about their uh logo and their branding. Uh, they are very oh, protective yeah. of it, like almost as much yeah. as like Disney is protective of their IPs. So yeah. like it didn't matter what student organization you were, if you had like t-shirts or anything, you couldn't use the word like longhorns or you couldn't say university like team or whatever. You yeah. just had to say like Texas paintball and technically it's like, Oh, it's just the state, you know? So, and you, it could be like 
I don't remember if like the color burnt orange was restricted or whatever, or if it was like a specific shade or whatever, but yeah. there was definitely some restrictions. So like on our college, like t-shirts that we did as fundraisers, we had to just say Texas paintball, like of whenever we were competing at events and using like the jerseys then yeah, we could use a longhorn. We could have the university seal on it. But other than that, like if it was stuff that was going out to, the public essentially it was it was restricted so i know yeah. all about that yeah it was i don't know man but they're kind of weird about that i, I guess mm. i get it but it was just kind of like okay i guess yeah maybe they're pushing creativity i don't know if y'all can see it this black shirt uh was one of our fundraisers behind mm. me um yeah maybe i'll post the picture later uh but it, it was fun like you had to get so creative with college like recruiting finding any sort of income like you learned how to be a good team i think that's why i, I feel like there's a lot of like ncpa guys that are in the, the ranks of nxl mm-hmm. and and just really keeping the sport alive so mm-hmm. yeah and i think a big part of it was like hey if you don't make it happen it's not going to happen yeah and that was a big lesson that a lot of college players had to learn where it's like, Hey, if you don't do this, no one else is like, you know, coming to help save yeah. it for you. And you already got like your, your partner, your business partners there, you know, like you got people to like, yeah, we'll do that. We got this. Mm-hmm. Like you got your, your yeah, teammates there and for sure. So maybe, maybe we owe them a, a thank you for making <laughs> life a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, college paintball was definitely a great time, though. So another question in the chat from D. Hutch. Uh, is Clint still in North Texas? And if so, what's your favorite park or field to visit? Oh, okay. D. Hutch. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, still in North Texas. And paintball fit is as, like, I've not made it out to Giant yet. I still want to make it to X-Factor, but that's a hike for me. Mm-hmm. And... uh. Yeah, paintball fits probably. Oh, you know, it depends. If I want to see tournament players, paintball fit, 100%. But uh, Fun on the Run, which is a historic park, is just down the street from me. And that is a like a very well-run field. Like, they have, you know, first off, like, for any paintball field, they have, like, like indoor bathrooms they're not porta potties <laughs> which is cool especially if you want to take like your daughter or your wife like those are amenities that you know we're getting there they should be a little more established but you know mm-hmm. each field has their own i i kind of know the behind the scenes of fields and like if you have to lease the land like it's like i get that but that's that's a pretty great selling point for me <laughs> mm-hmm. which is stupid but no it, but it definitely makes sense Fun on the Run is like their pro shop is amazing and it's like right there and it's it's nice it's clean it's indoor and it's just very well run and mm. as far as like walk-ons go that is a great experience I got to play with my oldest son who's actually one of my students uh, and he brought for his birthday a bunch of his buddies out there so and they were also some of my students so mm. that was a really unique experience to play paintball yeah for sure uh, students yeah uh yeah yeah i have a friend 
I have a friend who's a uh, high school band director up in, uh, say he's in Round Rock or, so, or somewhere in North of Austin. And uh, every year what he does for all of his graduating seniors, he brings them out to uh, to Outlaw Paintball in Pflugerville and gets to play with them. I think that's a really cool and fun thing that he does. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Next question, which is brought to us by FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPIT25 for 25% off of your order. So just a few months ago, you were nominated for the 2022 Iconic Awards as a creator of the year. And you went up against the likes of the Play the Game podcast, the Spick and Span show, Mafia Productions, and Hormesis themselves. So how is it being a nominee of this honor? Uh, I don't know how you put that in words, man. Like, I think I hold that to be one of the most... Uh, of my life mm. to be any mentioned anywhere near those guys like that is that was nuts when they told me like hey we're gonna make you a nominee and i was like i don't think you have the right number man like this <laughs> is and i know quinn like it's <laughs> like, like dude this is nuts like that is that was a really special moment and i'm so grateful for that and you know, like Hormesis came and like commented on it, like, oh, we hope you win. And I'm like, that is like to be in the runnings with all these classy dudes. I don't know Mafia yet. I, uh, or is that right? Mafia? Yeah, Mafia Moffitt? Productions. Mafia? Yeah, Moffitt his Productions. his name is like, Ryan Moffat. Yes. Ryan Moffat. Yeah. I don't know him yet. I look forward to getting to know him. And he seems like an amazing dude. But like all those guys are just, you know, icons. Mm-hmm. in the sport and i'm like i i got imposter syndrome right now man this is nuts like so that was huge that was i i haven't quite figured out how to put that in words how unreal mm. it was so yeah there's some huge names that are doing really really cool things and just being a huge part of the community i know exactly what you what you're feeling um over couple of weeks ago, right the week before uh, NXL, I got the, uh, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to go travel with X Factor to their scrimmage over at uh, Wasteland Paintball Park in Houston or just north of oh, Houston. Man. And uh, while I was there, the yeah. yeah, there were a couple of players, the field owner, they were like, oh, are you within the pits? I was like, yeah, that's me. And like, I am. I was like, yeah, that's me. Like- <laughs> so uh, just being able to get recognized here and there. I'm like, am, am I really at that point? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't you are, feel man. like I uh, should be, no, you know, you got great guests. Like you, you, you nail it, man. I, I appreciate what you do so much. Yeah. And it's and, so cool that it's like Texas focused mm-hmm. in line with that. I like it. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make it about me. I try to always just make it about the guests and well, you deserve some some acknowledgement. So yeah, I mean, up. I ha- I had my one episode with Colt, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like even with the the water bottle here, I'm just trying to feature as many you know Texas entities as I can. Couple, we got some teams: yeah. Hypnotic, Get That Shot, Bunker Fest. Dude. Got you right here, Riddles Art. Um, yeah, they got Fu Athletics. Got uh, this is uh, Sticks Media, who's a photographer videographer down here. At X Factor, nice. of course, you got the USXBL. You got under. This is uh, actually 
one of my college friends, Bryn, who's a uh, she's a musician here in Austin. So nice. go check her out on Spotify. It's Bryn Bowman. Yeah. And then nice. you've got the Dragoons. Of course, shout out to Sasha, who's one of my biggest supporters. He was actually at uh, traveling with X Factor to be some of their pit crew during the NXL. And on Friday, he was wearing the, his in the pit shirts in the pit. So it was cool. Like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, great. shit, I'm on the I'm on the webcast. Let's go. He's a cool dude. I uh, I'll, I'll sneak into. Oh, gosh, I can't even say this. I'll sneak into his DMs. I'll, I'll send him <laughs> a message every now and then. And. uh I think he was working on an Intimidator the other day. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I have an old, like, 2K5 uh, board. Someone told me it was a Texas Storm board, which meant it was super cheater mode. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I never shot at Timmy, but I was, I've been trying to, like, give it to someone ever since mm-hmm. I got it. I was like, That's, I want to see what it does. So, uh, But he, he's a cool dude. And Yeah, Sasha's definitely his, the guy his, to talk to about that. His His pod memes are hilarious. yes they are and why x-factor picked sasha and trusted him of all people with his with their pods i will never understand (laughs) he he like inspired me yeah i want to do a little like series of just sort of like trying to make pods it'll work sort of in a weird cyclical way but like i want to uh put designs on pods in some cool way so that they're like oh, that really would be awesome yeah commission pods yeah that they don't get stolen but i remember like if someone had a unique pod oh that's up, getting like, snatched 100 yeah, like, yeah the stickers so, make it like a pod exchange yeah. program type deal that's maybe, what i call it maybe if i do if i put like a little like a, a tracker chip on the pod so that you can always find it <laughs> Or or just do like it. Put a QR code on that or something, and be like, "Hey, if you if you get this pod, post up and tag you know hashtag this or whatever. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'm doing that. That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so do you have any more plans for uh, more creations this year? Like any upcoming commissions or anything like that, or just things that you want to work on? Yeah, I've been just dude. Like I got a commission today that was awesome. Uh, but I'm, I'm always working on stuff. Uh, and there's always things like in, on my mind that I'm going for. I am kind of like, I'm planning to shift, not quite out of paintball. Mm-hmm. Um, but really like my son has a, a, a form of muscular dystrophy called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is just, it wreaks havoc. It's, it sucks. But I want to like find a way to help bring awareness to that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a great company called Cure Duchenne. And, you know, I, I've seen uh, Michael Diaz and uh, XXV, mm-hmm. the label, and what he does. And I'm like, I've got to find a way to work with him. Maybe make some, some sweet shirts that'll just, you know, proceeds go towards helping find a cure for this. And it's, uh, yeah, something like that. Like, that's, for a while, paintball art was sort of a way of, of coping with that like mm-hmm. like just almost i don't want to say like a way to escape it but like a way to like sort of be able to think about things and you know once you get into a piece of artwork you're able to just sort of know what you need to do and then you're just with your thoughts and i was mm-hmm. able to really work through some stuff and to a point now where it's like yeah i need to i need to bring some awareness to this so i think uh, I'm gonna reach out to him. He did a commission 
the other day, and man, I don't know. Like, it's just so cool. The the world is so cool. <laughs> like, mm. I just briefly, he sent me this image that he wanted, and I was like, okay, yeah. So tell me about this. Tell me tell, tell me the story behind this. And he had this amazing story about this, fo- this photo and what it meant to him, and I was like, I feel like we're brothers now, man. <laughs> like, let's, you know, like, you just sort of, you never know what'll happen when you ask a question, and urge everyone to like ask questions get to know some folks and and uh you know, maybe make yourself a little vulnerable out there mm. but uh yeah i've got that so that's something that's in the works i also just trying to figure out like a sort of subscription method for like these zines that that i've mm-hmm. done i have plans i i want to i've got I've got a whiteboard in the garage with like my goals there and uh one is to have a quarterly zine. Okay. So I think I'm going to redo the Texas edition in April. Uh, I'll try to have a few copies out. So if y'all find me at Bunker Fest, and if anyone wants one, just come come ask me. I should have a few. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sort of do a re, re uh, not reboot, but send that out again in April. And then four months after that, the next quarter, I'll have the second edition which i've got some cool plans for um mm-hmm. but i'm not sure like this parenting's expensive dude I'm not, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it is i i uh you know i tried fedex i tried uh ups and like i'm at the point where like i think i just need to buy like a nice printer and, and just do it myself because by the time i make you know i did a run of 50 with the one that you have mm-hmm. and you know, I I was talking to friends who probably printed things for me that they shouldn't have, and <laughs> was like, "Hey, man, I, can you do this for me? And you print these for me? I'll buy the paper if that's cool." But mm-hmm. like, those things cost like if I was to go through FedEx, it'd be like ten dollars a pop. Jeez. Yeah, and I, so I I did not do that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. So I think a subscription method for that probably what'll help make that happen. I don't know if I want to do like the Instagram subscription or the Patreon yet. So mm-hmm. I'm working through that. And gotcha. then that other, the, on that whiteboard, there's another goal that I, I'm really trying to wrap my head around it and figure this out. Like I'd love to have a gallery type thing. I don't know what it would look like, but at World Cup, mm-hmm. maybe if I find like a pop-up space that I could put some stuff up, so that I don't know. I, yeah, that would be cool. Just honest, and honestly, you I'm could never uh, World Cup, so <laughs> you could do that at Bunkerfest. I mean, I know there's like you know no vendor fees or anything. You could definitely set up a booth. Uh, I that would be something really cool if you ever you know got to that point where you consider that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely like a good. I need to get on it for the next event for mm-hmm. that. The yeah, I got to figure that out because the main thing i'm worried about not so much like traffic it's more like the the weather like uh-huh. how hot is it gonna be is this gonna how's this gonna affect the artwork but right i'll figure it out but that's yeah that that was huge i remember when he announced that like the gears started turning i was like oh man these guys are about it like mm-hmm. free vendors like kidding me so yeah that'd be cool maybe yeah. you could do some on-site art i don't know if you ever do any like caricatures or anything like that but i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> players would love something like that i that's that's one video i have not uh excelled at was, was caricatures <laughs> but 
I could do some like uh, the French call it en plein air, like so when you go just paint what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I've been wanting to do that actually, but it's usually when I get to a paintball field, it's to play and right. I need to just set aside a weekend or a, a day to just go, just go paint. Yeah, that'd be cool. See what that's like. For sure. So uh, you already kind of talked about your plan for the zines, uh, which I was very surprised to have gotten a mention in this issue uh, toward the Dude. back. You mentioned a couple of uh, cool individuals doing really cool things like Yosh designs. Uh, Dylan filmed it. Uh, and then uh, Nico Hyde enjoy paintball. Uh, so I was cool to be mentioned among those names. Um, so you told us you have more additions, like your, your plan is to do them quarterly. And then, uh, as far as everything else that you do, where can everyone go to support you either by viewing or maybe donating or purchasing your art? Uh, hit me up on Instagram is the, the best way to get in contact with me. It's just, uh, at riddles art. So R I D D L E S A R T. Uh, that's my Instagram handle, and then uh, yeah, go there, go follow it, and I'll uh, I'll you know once I get this subscription thing figured out, uh, I'll, I'll I'll shout it from the rooftops. So you guys will know. Uh, and then you know if you want to commission stuff, uh, you know I've had several people just reach out be like, hey man, how much to do this? And you know I'll I'll talk with you. Mm-hmm. Happy to work with folks. Uh, yeah. Instagram's the main the main source. Gotcha. Yeah. Clint, Clint Riddle at Venmo if you're just feeling. Nice, <laughs> you know, but... Okay. Got it. Yeah. You can't forget the Venmo. And then I know you said you yeah. have a uh, Patreon or you're considering a Patreon or. I, I have one. I haven't like published it yet. I'm still trying to figure out how like mm. most of my following is Instagram. Like all of my following is Instagram. So I, they have their subscription method. But from what I see, it's only one thing like one amount okay and i just want to make sure i'm like whatever product i put out there i want to make sure that i'm, I'm honoring that like i don't want someone to like get a zine and be like spent money for this you know like mm-hmm. i want to make sure I'm, I'm i'm honoring you guys i want to make sure you guys are getting your money's worth so right okay gotcha uh so yeah go to instagram that's at riddles art and then uh you know reach out to him for some commissions i mean you've seen the stuff that he's posted so far it's definitely uh definitely well worth the investment so uh this next question is brought to us by get that shot uh message get that underscore shot on facebook or instagram for media coverage at Bunkerfest or nxl so is there anybody in texas either teams players brands projects Anybody that's caught your attention, who in Texas deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Uh, any media person that is on the field deserves more recognition and respect and thank yous. Like I'm talking, like these guys are going out there getting shot and not being able to shoot you back, and, <laughs> and like, and they know you don't mean to shoot them, but man. They like, I see. I think uh, Fava posted something the other day of like just some of the wealth he got, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, man!" Like, and 
you know, yeah, they're getting paid, but I, I like anyone there, like, I feel like it should be mandatory. It should be understood. Like if you accidentally shoot a media guy, you need to like Venmo them or hand them <laughs> a beer or something like, come on guys. Like that is like, that's they're they're showing the world what we do mm. and you gotta, they all need respect specifically. Uh, I think in Texas, one of the greatest photographers, and I, I hope you get him on one day, uh, is Josh. Josh Lenhart. Yeah. Last name, Lenhart. Uh, Yosh Designs. That dude, my goodness. I don't know what he does, but his understanding of light and, like, like to get all arty, like, the, he does that sort of, like, heroic thing. You go look at his photos. He's got so many photos that, that the perspective on the player makes it look like they are like like not superhuman but like heroic and mm. and the lighting is his un- the way he understands it is great but there's so many great media players media people in texas like uh, uh almost falling i believe that's the right one mm-hmm. like she's yep. great uh no soul you know and obviously verbal like yeah verbal like, dylan filmed it yeah Dylan filmed it, yeah. Like they, I could go on and like, get that shot. Like, come on, yep. like the dude's on the pro field. Like, there's so many great dudes. So I think you know, uh, as far as like media, I'd love to see him. I'd love to hear more from Michael Diaz. I don't know if you've had him. I don't think you've had him uh, uh, yeah. for XXV. Uh, what he does, like from what I understand, like he's just like, hey, are you a creator? Like, do you have these cool designs? Let me help you sell things. Let me help you make money. And like, mm. it seems really genuine. And he's a cool dude that like, I need to, I need to have some conversations with him. Cause. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's definitely on the so. list. And if, on top of that, he's a hell of a paintball player. Uh, mm-hmm. This past weekend at NXL, he was on the final field with shut up or trying D2. Uh, and of course the year before that, he was playing with paintball fit the whole season. Uh, big mm-hmm. contributor for them. So Definitely on the list to get Michael Diaz on a few more photographers, videographers that I know in Texas, Uh, shout out to AFG filming, which is uh, one of my teammates, Adon Uh, shout out. Let's see. Of course, sticks media. Um, Yeah. Lots of really cool. And then let's see, there's, there's another one who's on the Dragoon Sorbet is his uh, handle. They have a lot of great shots. I don't, yeah, I got to check that out. I'm mm. sorry if whoever I forgot. Like, I respect all of you. Yeah, and, there's there's so many uh, <laughs> in Texas that are killing it. And yeah, uh, I remember yeah. I forget what interview it was. Just for some perspective, like, oh, I, someone was talking about the Smart Parts series that they did, mm-hmm. and like how none of the cameramen like wanted to do it. They're, they weren't used to like getting shot and all that. And these mm. are pros. Like they're getting paid a lot to go do this stuff. And like, and they're like, nah, it's, it's not enough for that. So you guys like mad respect to all you media oh, guys yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. I know like a uh, photographer that the Texas Titans go with, uh, whose uh, handle is blue, blue PB sports. Oh, yeah. And he posted yeah, yeah. a real, a couple days ago where he's filming, I think like a big game or something. And, and some random dude running and gunning shoots oh, him right in the middle of his lens. Dude, that would be my yeah. nightmare to like be a media guy with rec players. Like yeah. you just shoot anything that moves. <laughs> like, yep. 
Oh man. Oh that yeah. Yeah, they definitely deserve more respect for what they do. Uh so let's see, looking at the chat to see if we got any more questions. Also from Jonathan Tatum, his question is what's your favorite marker from the two thousands to two thousand ten era? Two thousand ten, I'm gonna upset some folks. Uh Shocker NXT. That one okay. that's sentimental, but it also it just Maybe favorite's not the right word. That was I. I got my brother again hooked it up with a NXT. Like when they were brand new, I had this thing and it shot better than anything I've ever shot to this day. Like so consistent, so so straight, and I know that's gonna upset a lot of folks. But I think what did he from when? From two thousand to two thousand ten. Yep. Such a huge, come on, John. Like, yeah, he he says he's so even saying in the posts. chat right now. He says he's gonna say shocker. Knew it. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I can't. Like, I just I was a smart parts guy. You know, I had an IR three too late in the game and ended up with an SFT and was like, this is incredible. This is so light. Like, mm-hmm. and then went to I got that NXT and like. That was also when I was working at the field. And I mean, I was shooting that gun four or five times a week, like just nice. going out and snapping or something. Like that thing, I made sure it shot well. But you no, know, we, oh, I'm sad I got rid of that one. But mm-hmm. maybe that, that was sentimental. Also, like just proof for like how, I don't know. The, the team was so good. One year, like they, I, I was that guy for a long time that would just borrow a gun because I didn't have one. And finally they were like, all right, we got to, we got to solve this. And they got me a Lux one year, like the whole team pitched in and dude, I don't like that Lux shot. Great. But mm-hmm. it, I just didn't get to play with it as much as the NXT. And that, that was a really special time with that Lux. So favorite, like most meaningful is probably, probably the uh the lux mm. so, and that was like i think it was the first one lux one or whatever so gotcha yeah there's uh it's funny how like just how sentimental sentimental you can get over like that first marker that you like just shoots yeah absolutely man. perfectly like for me the first marker that i bought on my own was a stormtrooper cs1 which I actually bought from Nick Mazins uh, back when Ooh. he was first starting out. Oh, well, of course, and, it's a stormtrooper from him. Yeah, <laughs> and I that was like the first gun that I had that shot like actually really well. Because before that, you know, the Longhorns had like a bunch of team-owned equipment, and it was like E-Tech threes with rotors that jammed every tenth ball. And after getting that CS one, it was like, oh, I'm not terrible it was just the equipment like this this is is, oh so it was like all starting to come together and i shot that thing for like three years and it served me so well like i i got rid of it when i graduated and traded down to get a g-tech and an emac so that i could you know play with my siblings and then got back into it and this you know a couple of weeks ago i was up in Dallas going to go watch the Dallas stars. And I was like, you know what? I have this, uh, I had a DSR plus, which shot great. Love the DSR plus, but yeah. I saw that Mason's had a stormtrooper CS one. I was like, all right, sorry, DSR, yeah. you gotta go. 
but I got to get it back. Do you think it's the same one? Uh, it's, I don't think it's the same one. Uh, the oh. one that I had, I sold at X factor. Uh, I sold it to Jeff and then I think it was gone within like three days or something oh, okay. like that. So not the exact same one, but still, you know, same colorway. So, and it didn't have that many shots on it either. So it was good. Okay. There you go. So that's your, is that your go-to now? Uh, I mean, I, my go-to is probably my CS2, which is a BKIT edition CS2. Ooh, that's and, special. Yeah. So, and that one I got from get that shot. So I gotta, gotta rep that one, but the CS1 yeah. definitely gets plenty of time on the field. So yeah. Did you uh, see the custom, like, you know, Anno guys, I think, mm-hmm. did you have, you had Ryan Hall? I had Ryan Hall on. Yeah. And I'm, well, I'm wanting to get, I, I'm wanting to get outlaw anodizing on as well. I want to get those guys like Philip Middleton and all of them. Yeah, man. Just like I remember, you know, it was when I was coming up and it was like, you could get a uh, color and go trade cards. <laughs> yep. That was it, you know? And like white was, you can't get white. That's just not an option. Sorry guys. You know, and you could powder coat it, but all the parts would be too big or whatever. And the things they do now, like yeah. the, I forgot who, I forget who did it. Carl Markowski's uh, custom ones. Mm. Like, I don't know if you remember the feelings of like, like getting excited about like super cool markers growing up, but I saw that and I was like a child again. I was like, this is so cool. Like, are you kidding oh, yeah. me? Like, how did they do that? And, you know, the thing, like, just. I mean, not too long ago is pretty much just like splashes and fades. And now it's like, dope. you've got like. Yeah. The Lilo and Stitch marker, Haley Leva's gun, or yeah. you've got uh, Ryan Hall just did like a series of three LV2s, which are like the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, like that man. stuff is insane that what yeah. they're able to do. And the I think Outlaw did the Dynasty ones. That, I don't know if you saw Yosh Rao's. Yes, yeah. Dude, those the things you guys do, like it, I am like, I applaud you, uh, anodizers. <laughs> great job <laughs> yep and i got i gotta get more of them on because that stuff that they're doing is awesome all right so clint uh this last question is brought to us by Jell stewart compete message him on facebook or instagram and mention id the pits for 10 percent off of your order of soft goods so clint thank you so much for your time do you have any shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off yeah yeah uh fog Cool oh, can you say that one more time? I think your audio cut out for a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jell did uh, he did our jerseys for NTX Fog. He's, mm. he's a cool dude. Cool. Um, yeah. Shout outs. You know, first and foremost, my wife Hannah and my kids Tucker, Charlotte, Shepard, and Arlo. Like they, they are the ultimate supporters, and I love them. They're great. But uh, so them, my teammates, like my friends. You know, like to call them teammates like we just we're friends john derek happy matt matt jason oh man i'm gonna forget someone and they're gonna be pissed reese uh <laughs> sorry uh and zach and zach and donnie and all those guys they're great but um also uh i just like have so much gratitude for the amount of support like to be supported by people you know is is one thing and it's amazing. But 
the people that I've never met before that support me and invest in me, like ah, that is, that's truly inspiring. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that. And there's so many, and I'll list a few, but like uh, Colt Roberts was one of the first with, he, he, I don't know if y'all can see, there's this jersey. I did a watercolor of him and he, like, he, he wanted it. And I was like, yeah, man, just what's your address? Here you go. Like, mm-hmm. and he sent me this in return. And I was like, that is so cool. Like, he's such a cool guy. And then uh, Brad Baldwin was another guy that really helped me, like, like, spring into the scene. And that was when he was doing From Inside the Net. And he mm-hmm. he asked me to do this cover. And it's another just incredible honor where it's just, I keep getting surprised by how incredible people are you asking me to be on this is such an honor thank you uh quinn from iconic he continually supports me and carl uh, markowski from h2k i I don't mean it to sound like a name drop i just really want to make sure these guys know how much i i appreciate them and how much they validate me as uh, in this weird niche pursuit uh nico from enjoy uh Brock and Natasha from Fun on the Run and, you know, the Hormesis guys, Alex and Oliver, like, like these guys, all these, all of these guys. And I, I know I forgot folks and I'm sorry, but I really, really appreciate anyone who's investing in, in these, this hard work. Like it really means a lot to me. So thank you very, very much. Yeah, thank you everybody who supports Clint. Uh he does some really cool things for the scene. Um and it like what you mentioned about even people that don't know us that support us. Like uh I did my first run of uh Tech Tees back in I want to say October, November or something like that and I had someone purchase a shirt who lives all the way in Ventura, California. And like, I'm like, how do like, this is a podcast about Texas paintball and I'm getting people from all parts of the country and even looking at like the, the metrics of viewership, like getting people all across the U S some people in Canada over in Europe, like all sorts of people watching, which for, it's still a small production, but like it's just cool receiving all the all the support from all different parts so yeah thanks to everybody who supports us uh jonathan taram says we love you clint in the chat (laughs) love you guys so yeah uh everybody watching and tuning in thank you so much uh be sure to go follow clint at riddles art on instagram uh what other guests would you like to see on the show be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it hit the subscribe button the show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast recordings are posted to youtube amazon apple Podcasts, and spotify the next day uh quick shout out to my partners and sponsors fu athletics get that shot paintball kumite compete and hustle town paintball we will see you all next week for episode 40. We will have Julian Cruz, who's the team captain for diversity out of Lost Paintball in San Marcos. Diversity, uh, they are going to be competing in next week's Bunker Fest event in D4X Ball. So that'll be a good uh, kind of lead up to that event. So, y'all, we will see you next week. Clint, thank you so much for your time.